Welcome all ye young Pats fans And hear while I sing For the love of the Patriots Is a beautiful thing The other teams fear us And the Belichick name And it makes us all part of the Patriot Game. Hello and welcome to another season of the Patriot Game Podcast. I'm your host, D Spin, Dave Espindle. I'm going to start right now and tell you two things. One, first thing, this is early season for me too, okay? There's a lot that normally goes into the Patriot pregame podcast that's not going to be in this one. Normally there's interviews, one from uh, my buddy who used to work for NFLnetwork.com, one from a Patriots blogger, one from a local fan. We put it all together. There's segments, there's audio clips, there's audio drops. The first game was on a Thursday. There's been a lot going on. Hand up on me. Not all that's put together. I don't have it the way that I want it to be, but... As the Patriots know, the real football season doesn't start until after Thanksgiving. Everyone in New England knows this, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm still working out some of the kinks, trying to figure out how the lineup's going to get set until I'm really humming. Hand up, that's on me. We're not going to get the normal segment drops we get. We're not going to get some of the weird, interesting parts of interviews that we normally get just today just today. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we're raising the banner today. So that's the first thing I'm going to tell you is this, this hand up. This is on me. This is a little bit different in terms of a preparation for Patriots podcast, but I will tell you everything that you need to know for the season opener against the Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots. The second thing I'm going to tell you is that the Patriots are going undefeated this season. They're going undefeated and they're going to win the Super Bowl. And I'm, I'm going to say that right here because if I'm right, it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be recorded. And if I'm wrong, meh, I'll, I'll live with it. You know, risk-reward. But I think it's going to happen. So much so that I'm doing this thing called hashtag Patriots Chicken. And what it is is I'm betting on the money line every single week for the Patriots and rolling over what I win every single week no matter what because I think the team is going to go 16-0. and and I am doing it with help from the people at Bet With Confidence, betwith.co slash dspin. If you want to sign up, basically they manage sports gambling portfolios and analytics like a person who manages stocks or mutual funds gives you suggestions in what stocks to invest in. So they use all tons of crazy data, bring it all together and tell you which line you have the best advantage to make an investment in and how you should make that investment to try to be a better sports gambler. All you guys are out there. Everybody bets sports. We don't all talk about it, but everybody does. You might as well bet it right. Just in case I'm wrong and they don't go 16-0, and that might be something you want to look into and say, how can I spread out my portfolio? Now, as for me, what I'm going to do is bet every single week on the Patriots' money line. All they have to do is straight up win, no spread involved, and roll that money over. And I want you guys, because I can't tell you legally, or I think, I don't know, I don't really know if I can tell you legally. If you want to join me with Patriots Chicken, you should. Because some of these lines are going to be hard, and what I learned is last year, starting in week two, right? Last year, if you had bet 
every $150 on the money line and rolled it over every week, by week 15 or 16, you would have had about $10,000 riding on the game to win about 12000 at the end of the year. Now, contrary to what people might believe, I am not a wealthy man, but I am a man who believes in excitement, and I am a man who believes in the New England Patriots. So I'm going to be putting 200 on the money line, and I'll be rolling it over every week, every single week, everything I win. So the first week against Kansas City, I just put it down as like $200 to win like 35 bucks. We're a nine and a half point favorite. But you know what? It's going to add up week by week by week by week. And when the Patriots are 9-0, and you're going to see me freaking out because thousands of dollars are on the line. If anyone wants to join, you're welcome. Find somewhere you can just bet the money line on the game. You can bet as much as you want. You can bet as little as you want. Let's say you want to bet $15, $20, whatever gets you going. Just roll it over every week. Do you have what it takes, even when the matchup looks tough, even when the Patriots maybe barely won by 17 the week before? Do you have the confidence to leave it in in that difficult game in Mexico City against the Oakland Raiders who are coming off a bye week while the Patriots are coming off a game in Denver? Right? That's the hardest game of the season. I can already tell you right now. The Oakland Raiders are probably the second best team in the AFC. They've already played in Mexico City before last year. The Patriots have never done it. The travel's different. The routine is different. The elevation is higher than Denver. Patriots have not historically done great in high elevation. And you factor all that in. Plus, Oakland's coming off a bye week, and we're coming off a week in Denver, Colorado. So at least we'll have a little adjustment to the altitude, but we'll have played a tough game. That's your toughest game of the season. Can you leave it in? Hashtag Patriots Chicken. I, I try to leave it in. Yeah, there's a wink going on right now. If you're not laughing, you're not. your mind's not in the right place, but every now and then, it's a risk. Sometimes you got to leave it in. There's going to be other games, right? Week two, we already get a test. Playing the Saints, New Orleans, in New Orleans. Can you leave it in? Can you leave it in? Hashtag Patriots Chicken. Now, my one concern with this whole thing, right? Because my one concern is, what about the last week of the season, Dave? What if the Patriots are 15-0 and and they have nothing to play for? Well, the last week of the season very well be, may be the most noteworthy, disappointing matchup in the history of football. You might have the 15-0 and New England Patriots playing the 0-15 New York Jets. The 0-15 versus the 15-0 is a legitimate possibility. And even if the Patriots play every single backup on their team, they're not losing to the New York Jets the last week of the season. So, the Patriots are going 16-0. Hashtag Patriots chicken. Can you leave it in? That's my question. And I'm leaving it in. Rolling it over every week. Roll it on over. In the meantime, I have shaved my beard. The last time I shaved my beard was November 14th after the Sunday night loss to the Seattle Seahawks. You guys know the rules. Hashtag keep the beard. I don't shave if the Patriots win. I only shave after the losses. I'm not sure. I don't think I'm going to shave the whole season. So I'm clean shaven today. And this will be the. And you probably saw the video. Follow the Patriot Game podcast on Facebook. Follow me, Davis Spindle. Follow me on Twitter. D spin for the win. That's the number four. And bet with confidence. That's the website. 
betwith.co slash dspin. That's where you can get all the other sports gambling analytic information. Now, all that's out of the way. That's the first two things. Now let's get into the Kansas City Chiefs game. It feels weird to talk about a game clean-shaven. It's been a long time, but the banner is going up in Gillette. The Goodell clown towels should be going. I think Barstool is putting out 70,000 turquoise blue towels with Roger Goodell's face as a clown. You'll see them on TV. They can't avoid them all. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. I hope we bring it back. Gillette got a little corporate, maybe something like this. We'll mix it up, get the regular fans involved, get the towels going. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this game. First off, my bigger thought for this game is people have been asking me, who's going to be the running back who gets the most touches? You know, a lot of Patriots running backs this year, all of them seem to be good. We gave Mike Gillisley pretty good money, and we gave up a draft pick to get him from Buffalo. Rex Burkhead, I mean, that guy's analytics are off the chart. Per carry numbers through Cincinnati are just fantastic. And then we signed James White to a pretty good amount of money. And oh, by the way, Deion Lewis has never lost a game he's played in for the Patriots. Never once have the Patriots lost if Deion Lewis has been in the lineup. I think we're going to see all four of those guys get at least six touches tonight. I guarantee at least six touches from each of them. I'm not sure I do that, but I, I do. I think each each of those four guys is going to get six touches. And I want to say they'll each get at least eight. I think Gillies Lee is going to get all the red zone carries. Guy's an absolute monster in the red zone. I think that Rex Burkhead is going to catch the ball a decent number of times. And I think Deion Lewis is going to be in there more than you would expect, as well as James White. I really think that we're going to be seeing a 40 touches combined between those four running backs. 40 touches combined between those two running backs. Um People have been asking me, you're saying the team's going to go undefeated still. Well, what about Edelman? Yeah, it's a huge loss. Edelman's awesome. Edelman is a really, really fantastic football player and absolutely one of the guys Brady trusts more than everything. But you know what? We have a stable of athletic players on this offense. And when you have four running backs that you're confident can touch the ball a combined 40 times and you'll be okay with your offense and it's not 1950 or 1960 and you're playing the wing tee, we're in a good spot. Tonight against the Kansas City Chiefs, other players are going to have to step up. And one of them you're going to see is Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan is going to play a ton of snaps this year, and especially in this game. Malcolm Mitchell's been banged up. I think there's a good chance he doesn't play. He's on the injury report. Um, and the Patriots, everyone's saying, well, Danny Amendola will get a lot of snaps. You know, we paid him. he's got good money, and he's been here forever, and Brady trusts him. And that's all true. But the reality is the Patriots limit Danny Amendola early in the year because he's an injury risk, and they know he's valuable, and they wait until late in the season to really bust him out and use him. He's always been better these last two, three years in the playoffs because he's getting a ton of snaps because they know they need him. They don't use him to his full abilities early in the season. It's not worth the risk. So you're getting a guy, Chris Hogan. That's the guy I think is going to be the player to tell your friends, hey, he's going to have a better game than you think. Chris Hogan and Brady have had a great connection this entire preseason. Um, I think you might remember the AFC Championship game. I believe he had 175 yards and two touchdowns. He absolutely tore up the Steelers. Um, you might remember how incredibly adaptable he is in terms of playing outside, inside. He plays the slot. He basically does everything Brady wanted. He did an incredible job coming over from Buffalo last year. Has anyone noticed we've stolen all the Bills' good players? 
We took Chris Hogan. Now we took Mike Gillisley, who's going to be an absolute menace in the red zone. Guys, one of the his season last year was one of the best red zone seasons I've seen. When he he's going to take so many snaps inside the twenty, it's going to make other teams want to vomit. He's so good inside the twenty yard line. Runs like an absolute Mack truck. And then oh yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Not sure if you heard about that. Bills number one corner and now on the Patriots. But I digress. Chris Hogan. He's going to be the one who's going to have a huge game. I really do think he's going to. I think Gronk is going to have an unbelievable season. I think all these running backs, and I think guys like Brandon Cooks on the outside are going to only make things better for Gronk. I expect him to be awesome this year. He's healthy, and his contract has a ton of incentives in it for him to perform well this year to get extra money. And there's two things we know Rob Gronkowski loves. Well, three things. Money, women, and football. Not in that order. And if he can play football and make a lot of money and probably get some women, he's going to be a happy man. He's been doing it for a long time, and the better he plays, the more money he gets. It's a big year for him for the incentives. I expect him to have a big year on the field. But in this game, I really think Chris Hogan is going to be a huge difference maker. Um, there's a lot of excitement around Brandon Cooks. You know, We basically traded a first-round pick for him. 23 years old. They say his work ethic's amazing. They say he's unbelievably talented. Um, we got a lot of speed on receiver this year after the trade. We traded Jacoby Brissett for Philip Dorsett. Dude runs a 4-3. There's going to be a lot of speed on the outside if that's what the Patriots want. But I don't think that's the way you beat the Chiefs. Um, they just rush the passer too well. I think you beat them by passing the ball to the running backs constantly um, and by passing the ball to guys like Gronk in relatively fast-paced situations. And then Chris Hogan, I expect to do a lot of possession receiving on the outside and get in the end zone at least once. So Brandon Cooks, you know, Patriots, new guys, especially receivers, they tend to take a little bit to get all of the nonverbal communication down because all of this stuff requires the receivers to look, see the defense that's being played against them, and change what they're going to do. And that's super important, and it, I expect take some time for Brandon Cooks to get there. Um, I think he'll have a good game. Do I think he'll have a transcendent game? No. But I think Chris Hogan's going to be the guy we're going to look back on and be like, wow, he really might be something special. Um, let's talk about the Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. They can rush the passer, and they can play special teams. And that's about it. They're not bad on defense. They had one of the best pass defenses in the league I believe last year but honestly I think that's a little bit overinflated because they just rush the passer so incredibly well um, so you have to block and a guy like Nate Solder has been out for most of the preseason so that makes it important but I think the Patriots will counteract guys like Tamba Ali rushing so intensely off the edge by running the ball and passing out of the backfield so that the Chiefs can't really afford to blitz and they can't just run straight back at Brady the whole game. Not a team you want to get behind on, though. In terms of special teams, I believe it was a 6% or 7% advantage the Chiefs have against the whole league or something over the last five years. I read some insane stat. But basically, punt returns, kick returns, they're fantastic. Tyreek Hill is great. But the problem for them is the Patriots are also really good at special teams. They, I think, were number one in the league in not giving up return yards last year, and they've had a lot of time to prep for the special teams of the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you don't think they put an emphasis on it, then you don't understand the way the Patriots care about football because Bill Belichick is obsessed with the kicking game. It helps us in the kicking game. Oh, it'll be a big factor in the kicking game. That's my horrible Belichick impression. But literally, he says that about every new player they acquire that can play special teams at all. So I expect 
the Patriots to be ready, and as long as they hold the Chiefs' pass rush down and they hold the special teams from doing anything too crazy, they should be in a good spot. I mean, that's nerve-wracking, right? We lost our punt returner in Edelman. But you just got to have a guy back there to catch the ball. You don't have to beat the Kansas City Chiefs at special teams. You just can't lose to them on special teams. Um, On the defensive side of the football, Allen Branch is massively important. Allen Branch is a huge, huge factor in the team this year. Massive defensive tackle. I think he's six foot twelve and seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. He is an absolute mammoth of a human being who stops the run. And the reality is, the Patriots have some depth problems at defensive end and linebacker. They're going to have to work out over the course of the season. So they need their defensive tackle position to be huge, and especially in a game like this. Because I don't know if you've ever heard about Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't really pass the football except to running backs and tight ends, and they run constantly. They lost their number one runner, so now they have another backup runner, and they basically only can throw to one guy, the tight end, Travis Kelsey. So they basically have one running back and one tight end, and that's their entire offense. So if your defensive tackle is good and can stop them from running, because also they'll run all sorts of weird end-arounds with DeAnthony Thomas and Tyreek Hill, if you can stop them from running, force them to pass the ball, force them into longer third downs, you'll be all set. And guys like Allen Branch on first and second down are key, especially when other defensive tackles like Vincent Valentine are doubtful and probably won't play in the game. The other thing I'm interested in finding out in this Kansas City Chiefs game is just how good our secondary is. This is the best secondary on paper the Patriots, I think, have ever had. And that includes Asante Samuel in his heyday with even Lawyer Malloy and obviously Rodney Harrison, They had some good secondaries. But to have Butler and Gilmore and a guy like Eric Rowe, who was major in covering Julio Jones in the Super Bowl and in general is a really solid defensive back who's going to get a lot of money this offseason. And then you have three really good safeties. You got McCourty, you got Chung, and you got Deron Harmon. I want to see just how good the secondary is. I want to see if Malcolm Butler, who did not have a good preseason, is just, hey, it was the preseason. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I want to see if Gilmore, who has had some moments in his career of dips, is everything Matt Patricia and the Patriots wanted to be and paid him so much money to be. Now, people are concerned, and I mentioned it. Well, we don't have a lot of defensive ends and linebackers. You know, Rob Ninkovich retired, and all we drafted all these rookies, and Basically, every draft pick the Patriots have is either cut from the roster or not going to be an impact player because he's been hurt, etc., etc. All that's true, but guess what? What the Patriots are going to do is play probably five guys in the secondary the entire game. The Patriots' starting lineup, for all intents and purposes, is going to be a 4-2-5. Four linemen, two linebackers, and five guys in the secondary, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see a 4-1-6 a lot. Maybe not against the Chiefs, because they don't play a ton of receivers, but in general, we're going to be seeing a lot of defensive backs on the field. And an indicator to that, to me, was Deron Harmon, who's technically the third safety on the team and has never started more than four or five games on the Patriots, was elected captain and paid a pretty solid sum of money as a free agent this offseason. So he will be on the field a lot. Also, Patrick Chung plays close to the line of scrimmage, and when you don't have a ton of linebackers, you want him on the field. So when I say 4-2-5, I mean four linemen, if you will, two linebackers and five guys in the secondary. Well, that's usually three safeties. That's usually Gilmore, Butler, Harmon, McCourty, and Chung. But the four down linemen, one of them actually might be Dante Hightower. 
and I'd be ready for that on third downs. I expect him to play a lot of defensive end style position, outside linebacker like that, um, to rush the passer on third downs, which means the other linebackers are going to come in the game. That might be a weak spot for the Patriots. With Shane McClellan on IR, you're going to be seeing a lot of guys like Kyle Van Noy, right? David Harris is old, but it's going to sounds like he's going to get a lot of playing time. And a Landon shooting Prey Roberts, who is not good against the pass. So I would think the Patriots will play to their strength and actually put a lot of defensive backs on the field because all the defensive backs they have can tackle. And I would see guys like Jordan Richards, actually coming into the field, playing like a hybrid linebacker, who's your backup strong safety. Patrick Chung coming close to the line of scrimmage. Get ready for that type of stuff. But in the end, this game comes down to, can we keep Brady upright? Nine years ago from this game, it was nine years ago, season opener against the Kansas City Chiefs. Bernard Pollard dove into his knee. I don't want to talk about it. Torn ACL. They were coming off an 18-1 season. Prime of his career, lost a whole year, 2008. Lucky for us, he eats the craziest, weird Himalayan sea salt diet, and he's had a prime of his career for like 10 years. But that was nine years ago today. We got to keep this guy upright. Absolutely have to keep him upright, keep the pressure off by running the ball. It's all about how we can generate offense without leaving Brady out to dry against a good defensive end and a good pass rushing team in the Kansas City Chiefs. In the end, What's my prediction for this game? Well, it reminds me a lot of the last banner raising at Gillette Stadium. That's the game we played the Steelers. I think you might remember a post-game interview with Mike Tomlin yelling about how he could hear the Patriots radio broadcast in his headphones, and he was so pissed about it. But it reminds me of that in that I think the energy is going to be through the roof, but I think the final score might appear closer than the game was. You know, the Patriots will have everything in hand the whole game, and I expect them to win by 10 or 13 points. It might be something where they're up 16 and Andy Reid kicks a field goal for no apparent purpose at the end of the game, so they win by 13, or, you know, they're up 17 for chunks of the game and the Kansas City Chiefs score a touchdown late to win. The Pats will win by 10. So I'm expecting a 10 to 13 point win. Spread is 9.5. But I'm rolling my money over. I'm leaving it in. I'm rolling it over. Pat's money line. Patriots chicken. I'm D-Spin. This is a Patriot Game Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Facebook. Follow Davis Spindle. Follow the Patriot Game Podcast Facebook page. And Bet With Confidence is where I'm going to be tweeting during all of the games this season. Okay? Their Twitter handle is at BWCPicks. So follow at BWCPicks. Okay? betwith.co slash dspin. If you sign up and you follow along with their analytics, you got a great chance of winning some money. If you're sports gambling anyway, you might as well do it well. And oh, by the way, if you sign up, a guy like me who looks pretty homeless until today might get a little bit of cash. So help a brother out trying to make the podcast look good. As you might know, not exactly a wealthy man, but I'm going to be at the end of the season when they go 16-0 and and I ride my roll-it-over Patriots chicken money to the finish line because I left it in. All right, Patriot Games Podcast, as you know, I love you guys. Talk to you after the game. See you on Facebook Live. And if you haven't checked out the video of me shaving my face, you might want to do that. All right, I'm out of here. This team of ours marches toward victory Through the spikes of young Gronkowski The fans are all calling 
by name And we are all winning The Patriot game Now Commissioner Goodell Is the D-bag we know He uses deflate gate To inflate his ego We'll spare him no quarter on this podcasting show. And he can go eat shit when we win the Super Bowl.